I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to our Patreon episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and mm, not my darling Kate this week because it is Kate's birthday, so she's having the week off to do lovely, fancy, wonderful birthday things, but she is in absentia this week, but we are still going to be covering Vanderpump Rules, which is exclusive to all of our Patreon episodes. So we want to say thank you to all of our amazing supporters. Kate Knows Podcast, Tender Love and Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down two shows from the TLC network, past or present. But in this Patreon world, usually, usually, only our dear subscribers will be able to listen to us cover current airing shows like Vanderpump Rules. So this week, guys, we're doing something a little bit different. This Patreon episode A is without Miss Kate. She is, as I said, celebrating her birthday. Um, So she's away this week, but I am here. We're going to be covering Vanderpump Rules, and this is usually a Patreon episode. So usually it is a video and audio um, available only for our uh, Patreon subscribers. But this week, we're just doing the audio. It's just going to be me. So let's get into Vanderpump Rules. Um, I I just finished watching it. This week's episode, which was, what was it? It was episode 10, and it was called It's All Happening Again. Um, reference, of course, to Sheena's infamous tattoo and her wedding this week. Guys, I am so like all of you, filled with disgust from this whole Sandoval thing. And look, if you're listening to this and you know, I presume you know everything about Sandoval, been following it all. And even if you're following it just a tiny amount, 
you're still overwhelmed with information. I mean, this week we had the um, podcast. We had Tom for the first time speaking out in the Howie Mandel um, podcast. Now, look, there's so much to be said about that. And I'm sure you all have your opinions. You've read everything. It'd been kind of been spoken about ad nauseum, but the podcast was, it was appalling. And we all know by now Tom Sandoval went on this podcast, which everybody was flabbergasted at why he was going with this Howie Mandel, who I don't even know. All I know about him is that he is a game show host that has OCD. That's all I know. And he's a germaphobic, I think. A germaphobe. That's all I know about this guy. But um, I started to see it pop up when I woke up the day it was released. And I started watching it. And I was just disgusted and also really confused. So then, of course, we find out that the reason Sandoval went on that show, A, because this Howie guy has never, ever watched Random Pump Rules, has no idea who half these people are. So he knew he was going to get soft, soft questions. And also because the co-host, which is Howie's daughter, is married to Sandoval's drummer or band manager. I mean, it was just all... It, it was also contrived to give Sandoval a soft landing place for an interview before the reunion, before we see Andy grill him like all of us would grill him, like a proper, proper interviewer would grill Sandoval and actually know about Vanderpump Rules. This Howie Mandel knew, knows nothing about them. And he's going on there going, I mean, guys, if you haven't watched it, I would say proceed with caution because the rage that I felt watching it and the majority of other people with how we go, well, I don't get what the big deal is. You don't get what the big deal is. You don't get what the big deal is. It's about a man that has no regard whatsoever for what he has done to his partner of seven years and a massive amount of other people that have been affected. So Sandoval's on there. And if you haven't watched it, guys, I'm sure you've seen clips, but it was pathetic. I mean, Sandoval has, I know the term narcissist is getting thrown around all the time nowadays. It's like a buzzword along with gaslighting and everything. But they are words that accurately describe these behaviors that before we didn't have a term for. And we do now and we're using them and they all apply to Mr. Tom Sandoval. I mean, he's the majority of the interview is so. If it wasn't so painful, it would just be bizarre. But you can't leave it at bizarre because it's cruel. It really is cruel. Because he essentially is saying a lot of details about how he attempted to break up with Ariana, okay? And look, I am unbiased. <laughs> I had to pause a little bit, but no, as I look at an interview, I see all sides of it, right? There's Tom's truth, there's Ariana's truth, and then there's the truth. Um, And I think that I do believe that Tom wanted out of that relationship. Absolutely. I do believe that Ariana and him did not have a functioning relationship. Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that and all believe that. I do believe that Tom Sandoval is a coward that had did not have the courage 
um, and maturity to sit this woman down, his partner of, sorry, it was like, it wasn't seven years, it was like nearly 10 years, I think, nearly a decade and say to her, this is not working. This is absolutely the end of the relationship. Leave and then begin a relationship. But what he does and tries to explain in this interview as though it's some type of reasoning for his appalling behavior is saying yes I did try to break up with the Ariana several times before I believe that he said we were actually fully broken up on um Valentine's Day that could be true it absolutely could be true okay give him that it could be and perhaps Ariana was just in disbelief she she was not processing it and that's that's fine that's all you you can say that that's true and that must have been excruciating for both of them if it was just tom trying to get out of a relationship he didn't want to be in and ariana was stuck in a relationship she didn't want to be in but didn't know how to get out of etc etc but he was actively having sex with somebody else for months and months on end before that and this person was his girlfriend's friend. There's no coming back from that. There is no reasoning and there is no sympathy to be gained, Sandoval, because your actions are so horrific, they outweigh any struggle that you are so desperately trying to get us to sympathise with you for. I mean, it's mind-blowing. And he, you know, the, the, the scariest thing about it all, guys, is that he believes it. He believes his actions were justified. He is not going on an apology tour. I think he is doing a, sure, it was wrong, but, you know, it's the equivalent of, I'm sorry you feel that way. It it doesn't mean anything. Um, He talks about how Ariana, um, he talks a lot. I mean, he slips up so much in the interview. It was so, even with this soft, soft ball interview and these soft questions he was given, this comfy, cozy vibe, he still looked appalling in it. So can you imagine what the reunion's going to be like? I mean, he went on there and he also, the other takeaways from it was basically he said that they had kissed on that boys' night, which we all had been rumoured, which we now know is true, him and Raquel. And the joy and the fervour that he is speaking with when he discusses first kissing this girl that is his girlfriend's, one of his girlfriend's best friends. And his face is lighting up and he's, you know... If you had any semblances of understanding of the pain that you'd caused, you would you you wouldn't be reliving it with so much joy. He's like it was magnetic. We were magnetic. We were drawn to each other. And then from then on it continued. It was going on I mean, we now know as well we found out this week that Ariana and Tom were separated for the Christmas holidays of last year, 2022. And it's because Ariana's grandmother had just passed away. So she went to her family and Tom Sandoval went to his family. Okay. Tom Sandoval brought Raquel to his family's Christmas. 
Now, apparently, she wasn't there on Christmas Day with his family because the family said, we're not accepting her and we don't want her here. Now, I I hope that all gets dived into a little bit more because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. At first, I was like, why are they separated? But then I was like, well, Erin's grandmother had passed away. She wanted to be with her family. Got it. And Tom wanted to be with his. Okay, that's fine. But if he he brought Raquel because the photos came out on TMZ of them together in December. So if he brought Raquel over, was she there for actual Christmas Day and just in a hotel? Or was she there after Christmas or just before Christmas went to her family for Christmas? Like, it's those details I really want to know because it is such bizarre circumstances. And what was he, what, oops, sorry, 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 sorry. What line was he feeding his family is what I want to know. What was that line? Was it something like, yeah, I mean, Ari, well, I can tell you probably what it was, okay? Ariana and I have broken up. And this is uh, who I'm seeing. And yeah, everybody kind of knows, but don't. But we're keeping up the DL. But then he also admits in the interview that he didn't break up with um, Ariana until February. So he tries to come off in this interview as though it was a bad situation, but he handled it as best as he could. Which is just the biggest bunch of bullshit. He was lying to everyone. Everyone about what was going on and who he was. What would his, what on earth was his family thinking? I mean, uh, the firefighter mother? I want to know what her thoughts were. I, I, I don't understand how he spun these lies. And was he calling Ariana on Christmas Day while he sat there with Raquel? It's all so confusing. That trip I need to get broken down. I need that to be broken down more because it is baffling to me. But anyway, the 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 podcast that he was on was just it 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 really really it was painful. It was painful to watch. I just got so angry. I was like, I can't watch all of this. And they ask stupid questions. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, yeah, you've seen all the clips. It's awful. But Sandoval genuinely is a very, very dangerous individual. And I mean that in the way that he's dangerous because there is absolutely not a shred of remorse. And I really believe that. And he believes it. And he believes he should not be sorry because in his mind, he was finished with Ariana probably a year ago or even more. But guess what, buddy? She didn't know that. You didn't tell her, and instead you started sleeping with a friend. That's what you did. Oh, guys. Oh, it was a lot. So I'd watched that. I was coming in to watch the show, so not in the greatest mood. <laughs> but um, I do also just want to let you guys know, everyone know about last week, because I saw Tom Sandoval. Yes, I saw Tom Sandoval last week, because as you know, we had our competition, and we got the free tickets, free, free, free tickets. I did not put any money in Tom Sandoval's pocket um, to go because he was playing in LA. Okay, he was playing at the Canyon Club in LA. So I went as agent in the field, gather information. And um, I met an amazing, amazing listener of the poddy there. Hello, Connie, you're amazing. Um, it was great to meet her. Um 
it was she was kind of doing the same thing as me she was there to really scope it out and and see what was going on with with tom sandoval but i went and it was the weirdest crowd of people i'll tell you this just very briefly because i lit i was there for 15 minutes i was there for like two songs and 15 minutes and i bounced because i was like i i i i don't know what i don't want to see him but um yeah i mean it was a very very odd crowd it's you've got the stage and then a massive amount of it was all people just sat down having dinner but they were kind of there to watch the show as well it was very confusing so you don't know whether a lot of them are locals because where this club is located it's outside outside la it's in a very very wealthy area that's really near like calabasas and it's kind of out in the countryside like it's a lot a very horsey area like a lot of people have horses and it is a lot of money there but it's a very well-known older club so you get locals there that just go there on a saturday night for a drink and stuff like that so i think there was just a ton of locals there that's how i felt a ton of locals that were like oh this guy's on stage playing cover music from the 80s okay fine we'll listen to it and cheer along so i believe the majority of them had no clue who tom sandoval was they were just like, oh, it's a cover band, cool, and having dinner. Then there were obviously people like myself and like Connie and all these people that came to be like, just having a look around. Um, and you saw people filming. I was filming. I also did a live to kind of show you guys what was going on. I mean, <sighs> there was some of that. I did hear one person shout, Ariana, like at the end of the show, which I was really happy about, at the end of one of the songs. But what I wasn't happy about is the Im- amount of very good-looking young girls that were there and singing with him and applauding. And then after two songs, he goes backstage and rips off his shirt and comes back on shirtless, comes back on stage shirtless. And these girls are like, ah, like screaming for him. And I'm he loved every single second of it it was a bizarre crowd it was a bizarre gig because it's all like these crappy old songs he's covering he played the bongos at one point so i don't even want i don't even want to get onto that it was just so bad so trust me i looked i was up and down i was pacing up and down i was looking at the the dimly lit areas to see if i could see schwartz or joe or anyone there wasn't anyone um he played a couple of songs and I left. I was like, I just, I, I can't with him. I just, I just can't. So yeah, that was, that was that. I just wanted to give you an update. I mean, it's everything that you've already seen him perform, but he was in a good mood and he was, we also noticed, Connie actually noticed who I was with, that his tash had been shaved off. He didn't have it there. And then in the podcast, the Howie podcast, I don't, it must've been filmed much earlier um then it was obviously released because they shave his tash off in the podcast which i thought was interesting but anyway yeah guys it was just exactly what you'd imagine but he was very happy on stage and there was a lot of people that were cheering him so oh i don't know all right so let's get on to this was episode 10 it's all happening again so we knew that it was going to be sheena's wedding this episode which was a majority of it so they're all still in mexico We cut back to Schwartz making out with Rachel and to see Katie, I just don't, I I think every other, obviously every other storyline and everything else that's happened to people in this season of VPR is 
so going to be so minimalized in the reunion because of the major thing, right? So because of Rachel and and Sandoval and Ariana. So there's so much we're not really going to get into at the reunion that should be highlighted. Like what Katie's going through. I mean, watching this and when you hear Brock going down the phone, when Katie can hear, we just want Tom to be happy making out with Schwartz. Now, guys... I don't know if all of you listening to this are in complete agreement with me, which is my view that this is absolutely appalling. Um, I can't get my head around why Sheena and Brock and everyone be like, it's okay. The fact Katie is not upset that he is making out with someone. She's already said in this episode, she's slept with two other people since they broke up, since their divorce. Fine, got it. It's that he's doing it with her friend. I mean, sure, they weren't close, they weren't whatever, but they hung out. She's she's an acquaintance. She's more than an acquaintance. She's someone she's known for a very long time and they're all in the same friendship group. It's just painful. And Katie says at one point, she's so right when she just simply says, it's just mean. And she's right. It's just mean. There is no need for Raquel to have done that or Schwartz have done that and they knew it would only hurt her and I watching Katie this episode it's so painful it's so so painful um we also get to see and this has been splashed all over Instagram a slowed down version of this bizarre scene with Sandoval wasted. So it's the first, they had that white party and Schwartz has gone to bed and Rachel's there standing next to Schwartz and it's this scene we've seen, right, on Instagram where where uh, Sandoval's going, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. And he's, we've seen him drunk a billion times on this show, but this drunk was so odd. And you can see Ariana as well, she's drunk as well. But you can see how confused she is by his behavior. And she's like, what are you, you're acting so weird. Stop being weird. And she's so right because it wasn't like Sandoval. He was so odd. And you find out at this point that we're watching, he's already made out with Raquel. He's already made out with her weeks earlier. He's finding out Schwartz made out with her. And I think he's putting on this big, big act of trying to be funny or or whatever he's trying to do to mask that he's secretly angry that Raquel made out with Schwartz and he's jealous. And obviously he can't articulate that. So instead he's like prancing around. He's he's acting so strangely. And Ariana's just like, stop, like you're weird. Then we get the slow down version that we see in this. It's not slowed down in the episode, but that we've seen on Instagram of Ariana's back is turned and you see Tom going and grabbing Raquel's ass. I mean, it, it's so awful. It's so awful to watch. And once again, I will reiterate, I do not know any of these people, but you can empathize for, for, just the horrendous situation and you see Ariana's pain and you see Tom, he doesn't give a shit. He just has absolutely no qualms about what he's done 
and what he's doing during this. Um, so I will say that I have absolutely, as I flip flop, I go back and forth, flipping and flopping on Christina Kelly. You know, I look. I'm going to stand by. Christina Kelly is a mean girl. When she doesn't like someone, she's nasty. Okay, I I will stand by that. But she is on the right side of history during this. She's so kind to Katie. She absolutely understands why Katie's so upset. She comforts her. Lala completely understands. I'm just so glad that Katie had Lala and Christina Kelly. And I'm, I would be so furious at Sheena. I don't know how she's ever forgiven Sheena. And I'm sure there's part of her that never will. But Sheena did her dirty with this whole Schwartz thing. She really, really did. But Christina Kelly... Got it. It was great. So we see them having, you know, finding out about the kiss and stuff. And it's just them alone and Lala's in there. And they're just saying it's just so cruel. And they're right. Next morning, they're all kind of hungover and they go to this spa. Um, and it's like, oh, it's Ariana, Rachel, um, obviously Sheena. And they're all just sat down and they're doing these like relaxation spa stuff. Um and I realized something about Rachel in this. And I'm sorry, I sometimes slip and call her Raquel, but Rachel is her name. I mean, since she was on our, first, on our screens first with James, you know, it was the running thing of she's a moron, she's dumb, she's not intelligent, she's blah, 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 blah. What I've concluded watching her, I, I don't buy into her being a complete moron. I just don't. Do I think she is a very well-read woman? No. Do I think she's educated? I mean, she's got a degree. That doesn't necessarily mean you're, you know, it's it's a phenomenal education, but she's she's persevered through four years of university, got a degree. Okay. I just was watching her and the way she reacts to people and what this, obviously what we now know about everything. I don't think she's a complete dum-dum. I don't think she's calculated though. I really don't. My conclusion is she is just emotionally bankrupt. And by that, I mean, she's. I don't really see her playing a game. What I see her is just not caring. And I think it's as simple as that. I don't, she's not smart enough to be calculated in that sense. You know, she's not conniving and sneaky the way Schwartz is, which I'll get on to. But she's not sneaky and calculated like that and watching the chess pieces. She's not, she's just not. But she just doesn't care. It's really black and white. She's doing these things that hurt people and she's like, she just, doesn't care and I don't know how else to put it but that was just so obvious in this episode her mind I want to kiss Schwartz I kiss Schwartz okay people are angry all right whatever and I had you know a eight month affair with um Sandoval was sleeping with him while his girlfriend was in the other room um well I wanted to um so 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 that's that that's how I think her thought pattern is and I don't think that is being just lacking intelligence. I think it could be sociopathic. I think there definitely could be psychopathy there that that is crossing boundaries. But um, even though I do think I'm a therapist, not licensed. Um, but I, I, 
I think there's there could be that element to her, absolutely, if she was sat down and analysed by some brilliant minds that could put her in a category. But essentially, guys, there are people in life, and it's like her, and it's like Sandoval. She's different to Sandoval because she, it just doesn't, it doesn't cross her mind. Oh, well, there's someone crying that I've really, really hurt. Okay. All right. That's it. That's it. Whereas Sandoval is a constant victim in his own mind and a hero. He's the, he has the hero victim mentality. So he has done all this horrendous stuff. But instead of Raquel's, Rachel's reaction, which is just, okay, that's what I wanted to do. Sandoval's instead is, no, 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 I still need people to think I'm a good guy. I still need people to feel sorry for me. So then he goes on this monologue of insanity about how, you know, he really did try to break up with her, but it was hurting him so much. I mean, he was trying to be a good guy. He was trying to say, you know, that's the difference between the two of them. And they're both just garbage, horrible human beings. I I, I have more, I'm not going to use the word respect because I don't respect any of them, either of them, but I have, I understand and would prefer Rachel's um, reaction than Sandoval's because Rachel is just, just hurts people and openly hurts people or maybe not openly, but acknowledges and goes, okay, and walks away. Whereas Sandoval wants everyone to still think he's a good guy. You're not a good guy. No one thinks you're a good guy. Everyone thinks you're a terrible human being. End of story. Back to the show. Um, I just wanted to give my full analysis then. Um, but then we go on to, yeah, the Schwartz. I don't think we'll ever get the truth about Schwartz kissing her. I think it was silly. And I think there's definitely a possibility that they were like, oh, this would be fun and kissed. Or it really was what everyone thinks is that Schwartz was trying to take the heat off. Um, Rach, uh, Sandoval, we'll never really know, but he definitely doesn't feel anything for her you know he has this he makes this stupid comparison to the princess and the toad and you know i kissed her and i just felt that i was prince charming which was hilarious by the way um but you have these men going you know sandoval talks about in the interviews like when i kissed her oh it was like it was like magnetism man we were just drawing closer and trying to romanticize two people that were just horny and didn't care about somebody else's feelings. Anyway, he tries to romanticize and talk about this mag- magnetism between them. And then Schwartz says, you know, when I kissed her, I just felt like relief then. And I think he felt relief of being like, I'm actually done something sexual with somebody else. So I'm now officially like can feel divorced. That I get. But she is not, once again, we don't know her, but Rachel does not come across as a magnetic or charismatic woman you know there are some women and men in life they may not even be beautiful and Rachel is obviously a good looking woman but there are people that even aren't really good looking but they have a charisma and they have a magnetism that you get and you see you can see it on screen but with her it's just like a pretty, a, a pretty girl, but there's billions of pretty girls. It, it's very odd. I'll never, I'll never get to the bottom of it. It's that Instagram look pretty, but it's Los Angeles. There's a billion of those. 
it's so strange to me. Anyway, when Schwartz goes over the next morning and is, is with James and Ali, and I was so proud of James. I think we should all be so proud of our Jamesy boy in this scene because old James would have decked him and said terrible things. But, you know, Schwartz comes over and once again is playing this. And here is the calculation. He's so calculated. And James even picks up on it. James says he's so calculated. He's coming over doing the, oh man, you know, I'm just a dope. And like, I made out a Raquel, but oh, you know, whatever. Sorry, James. I mean, you know, sorry. And James gets his number straight away. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciated it. And Schwartz has the audacity to say, or audacity to say, oh, I don't think this anger is warranted. And James pauses and said, it is warranted. And I could say a lot of things right now that I probably don't mean, so I'm not going to say anything at all. And then in the uh, confessional, he's right. He says he's so calculated. And Schwartz knows exactly what he's doing. And it's it's getting really old. It's getting really, really old watching Schwartz do this. We've watched him do this for years, yet we all kind of fell for it. And now when you see the fallout of him and Katie and you go, oh, yeah, you're, you're not a nice person. Um, we then pop on over. We leave Mexico and we go back to BH, to Beverly Hills, to go to Villa Rosa to go and see Greg, who is the manager of um, Schwartz and Sandys or Moron and Morons, um, to go and speak to Lisa. And we go to Villa Rosa, which, by the way, I read today is up for sale. Did you guys hear that? It was apparently is up for sale. I do not have the details, but it's probably $8 billion or whatever it is. No, it's, um, God, actually, I want, what the, I bet it's, let me take a guess. I do not know how much Villa Rosa is up for. I don't even know how many bedrooms. I don't know square footage. I don't know anything. I'm just going to guess. 35 million. That's the number that just came into my mind. Three, five million. So we will check that out. But I think 35 million. But apparently Villa Rosa is up for sales. But anyway, I was glad to go there, seal the animals, which were lovely. And then we just have a scene of Greg saying, we're probably not going to be open on the 31st. And Lisa's shock horror. Oh, but we have to, what? You know, it's just, she has the, is she has a very different role than she ever did before with Vanderpump. You know, because they were at the restaurant. All these people worked at the restaurant or still pretended to work at the restaurant. And um, she was there all the time. So now they're trying to fit her in when they can. And so that she just gets a scene every episode, you know, and this was her scene. Um, then she FaceTimes the two morons and is like, you, you know, Greg said you're not going to be open, not going to be open, whatever. Um, then we see, basically, we just see Kate and Christina Kelly and Lala constantly going for dinner. Like, they were only there for like four days, but I feel like we've seen them go for dinner about 15 times. Um, Katie... Yeah, they they basically are just discussing the Schwartz thing and Lala and Christina Kelly are being amazing and they're right. And then um, they have this, is it hibachi? Is that sort of, that's what it's called, that method of cooking? Um, meal and James says to um, Rachel, well, you've kissed Peter, you've kissed Schwartz, you've kissed, uh, who else has she kissed? Schwartz, I don't know, whatever. Well, Tom, we obviously know, but... Um, and he says, yeah, you're really, you know, is there anybody else in the group? And she stays very, she never really rises to an argument. 
And once again, I think that's because she just doesn't really care. It's like, oh, you're going to shout at me. Okay, whatever. Like, in her mind, I think there is... It must be a very beautiful, simple way of living if you don't care about anybody's feelings. Like, I always have these conversations with my friends of, like, how amazing it must be if you just don't care about people and you just care about yourself. If you are an inherently... I'll use the term narcissistic, selfish person. It's just about you all the time. So you just float around life and do exactly what you want. Because you, don't, you just don't care. And if someone annoys you, it, just, it doesn't matter because they don't matter. I mean, it really must be a fabulous way of living. It really must. Um, but he goes in on her a little bit and she's just like, okay, whatever. And of course, Schwartz says nothing. Then I like that Tom joined the ladies for lady, um, not Tom, sorry, that James joined the ladies for ladies night. I like that. They went to that cave, which was really beautiful. And they talk more about um, Rachel and Schwartz, blah, blah, blah. Then we see Sheena, it's the night before her wedding. And she reveals that she's actually been married or for a year. That was really interesting. And it was really nice. I don't know, it was just the, just how different she was. When you get married so young and it was not the person she should have been married to, you saw everything that was going wrong and that she shouldn't have done and the way she was behaving. And this is just who she's supposed to be with. And she's a daughter and it, it was it was just, I don't know, there was just something so lovely about it. She's like, you know, we have a child. And um, we just went and we got married and it was just us and it was amazing. And I loved it. She goes, we could even get married at the, in the back alley at Sir during Gay Pride and be happy. I think she should have done that because that would have been a killer episode. Anyway, and on a float, maybe they could have got married on a float, Gay Pride in WeHo. They're all in their Sir uniforms. Good as Gold is playing. Oh, we could relive. Star season, a big champagne glass. Jax is all oiled up. Oh, with angel wings on. That would have been great, guys. That's how she should have got married. That's how I want to get married. Um, so yeah, so then we 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 see that and then uh we watch Sheena get married, and it was beautiful and it was wonderful. And I mean, look, I can sometimes be a little bit negative about weddings and you know, but I still cry all the time, and I totally cried at this shock um but yeah no seeing her get married again it was beautiful and they did a you know i can't help but think i couldn't help but wonder um they did like a throwback right to like her first wedding a couple of times this episode which was brilliant to see but you saw shay her ex and i'm thinking what a weird world for him like he was forced in this terrible time in his life because we find out you know that he was addicted to um prescription medication and he was going through battling this addiction and he was on TV and he got married and he was on this wildly popular show. They got divorced. He just faded away. And she's now getting married. She now has a child. She has tons of money. She's living a very different life. She bought a house. She's all of these things. And the last time I stalked his Instagram, because there are times at three o'clock in the morning when I'm like, whatever happened to, and I'll go and find, but I remember seeing him and he's still, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't know where he is in California, but it was surprise, it was not West Hollywood, let's say that. And he's like, still like in 
a recording studio trying to make music. It was really, I may be wrong. He may be living a very fulfilled, happy life, and I hope he is, but it it was it was quite depressing. That's all I'm going to say. But who knows? He could be very, very happy, and it's just social media. We never know. But um, so it was wonderful to see her get married. And of course, please, guys, please note, Peter the Pirate showed up. You know, it is never complete. Nothing in Vanderpump Rules world is complete without Peter just popping up. And I love they just put Peter underneath as well. I mean, and it's like Sir Manager. They have to state who he is. They should just say Peter the Pirate, though. That would be much better. Um, So, you know, that should be a good examination, actually, Peter's role in Vanderpump Rules. Because he slept with Katie, he slept with Starcy, He's kissed some of the others, including Rachel. Um, He's gone on a lot of these trips together, but he genuinely still works at Sir. And I can say that because I've been served by Peter. I've been at Sir Sir, with Peter the Pirate, so I can fully vouch for the fact that he still 100% works there. So it's a strange... Oh, and I saw him in Whole Foods once as well. I remember that. But yeah, it's a strange, strange life that he has kind of carved. He's in the show, but he isn't really. He still has a proper job. It's very interesting. Anyway, watching Katie and Christina peer over the balcony was really funny, though. And then they were like, oh, no, I need to get ready for dinner. So they go to another dinner. Um, And this dinner was dark. Oh, this was horrible. So to round up the episode, we see Katie and Christina going to another dinner and they sat down and Schwartz comes in. This is the wedding's going on. And they're like, and she's like, can't you just be at the wedding? And she sent him these rage texts that were just like, you're a disgusting human being. I will never speak to you again. She says, we're done, we're done, we're done. And he comes over and sits down and grabs a bit of sushi and shoves it in his mouth because he thinks he's being playful. He still thinks this act that he was, he's been doing since he was like, 25 years old when he met Katie is still going to work and it doesn't work and she says you are a drunk you are disgusting and I hate you and he says you need to get humility he says you have so much toxicity and anger oh he was so nasty it's where his mask does slip occasionally we've only seen it i would say like four or five times in the entire history of anna pump rolls this was one of them he gets in these fights with katie and he's doing that oh i know i'm a dope and oh touch my face a little bit more and i'm so sorry and blah, blah blah but then he'll slip and then he will become very he'll become very put together his words will be very organized calculated that's a key word for this episode in schwartz calculated and he will just zing her he will just go in and say horrific things to her in a very, very measured and articulate manner. And it's scary. And that's what he did. And then he walked off. You need to find humility. And Katie's just left there. And I think <sighs> Katie has been through so much. She really has. And I don't think anybody talks about it. I don't think we talk about it enough. Katie's been through so much. And... I love Katie. I always thought she's prettiest out of all of them. I think she had a lot of talent and a lot of stuff. And I think she was just in this relationship with Schwartz for so long. That was so awful. Rounding it up by getting married, which they never should have done. And it's just sad. It's just really sad. What may... The only thing that could be possibly sadder was the place that Christina and Katie go after dinner to get a drink. 
guys, it was empty. It's like the, the, the camera like scans the place and there's this horrible bar and there's like nobody in there. It, and you could hear like people's feet shuffling. I swear, it was so depressing. There was like five people in the corner. It was so depressing. Anyway, they sit down and that was kind of the end of the show. But what we did get to see next week <laughs> is someone Katie's slept with, has kind of been seeing. Um, I think he's this 25-year-old. She says she's 36 um look he as i say i have said from the beginning katie's the most beautiful out of all of them physically i think she's just so gorgeous the guy is confusing i'm just gonna leave it at that we got a glimpse of him we don't know he could be a wonderful fabulous guy but i was very deeply (laughs) deeply confused but that's for next week so guys listen i have thank you so much for listening and sticking with me on this episode when it has just been so low and it's just been a lot of me so i appreciate your patience and listening um what i am going to do now is i'm going to sign off until next week and this once again is um the episode that we would usually only have available for our patreon members so if you want to hear any more of our scrambling and rambling about vanderpump rules every single week you need to join our patreon you go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com and search tender loving care podcast sign up it's only five bucks a month five bucks guys that's all and you get um the audio and the video of us recording this podcast every week about Vanderpump Rules. And then in addition, you also get the two other episodes a week where we cover 90 Day Fiance and our Wheel of Shame shows. So guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I don't know when I talk to you next week what more is going to come out about about Sandoval, Ariana and everything, but it's, it's a lot. Like I need to just shut off. So after the, listening to this, guys... You go and switch off from any Vanderpump. You just switch off. No more scandal. Don't listen to anything. Go and have a nice hot shower. (laughs) Do whatever that's going to calm you down because it is a lot to take on. Anyway, guys, have a brilliant one. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.